The following podcast is a presentation of the PTB Media Network. What's up, Benfica Nation? Welcome to a special bonus feature of Mr. Benfica. This isn't even an, I'm not even going to call it an episode. This is just a bonus segment, if you will, of Mr. Benfica. Happy Monday, everybody. It is early here on, in the East Coast of the United States still, but it is Monday. We are one day away from Benfica's all-important Champions League qualifying match, a one-off match in Greece versus Pauk. And what I'm bringing for you today is a little little snippet, a little bit, ex- a little excerpt, if you will, from last night, uh, my my conversation last night on the Park and the Bus podcast with my guest um, for for the regular segment, my my weekly guest, Leo Kukakis of DGens United. Um, he is familiar with both Greek football and he is fairly familiar with Benfica as well. So I had him on last night and I, I decided to make the most of the time and I decided to ask him about Pauk and what he thought about how Benfica matches up to Pauk for this very important match. And um, I thought I would cut that little bit out of that episode and I'd present it for you here today, this morning, so you can get a little bit of a preview and a little bit of a background on our opponents, and see see what someone that's much more familiar with Greek football thinks, and to see what where he thinks Benfica will or will not be successful, and um, who are the players to watch out for on that Pauk side. We already know they're managed by Abel Ferreira, former Braga manager. So he knows Benfica very well, and that has me a bit timid. But um, let's let's just hear what Leo has to say, all right? Uh, this is a special bonus segment, like I said, so this isn't even an episode. But I hope you enjoy it, and this is from, like I said, the Parking the Bus episode. Episode 12 that we recorded last night, Sunday, um, September the 13th. Okay, so here is a little background. Here's what we need to know about Pauk. Let's talk about Pauk because they're of special interest to me. And I, so I, uh, I wanted to, to get an idea of what my team is up for Tuesday in the Champions League playoff. As mo- anyone listening to this by now knows that, um, I have the Mr. Benfica podcast, which is the the first podcast I ran, and everything has has come from there. Uh, and Tuesday we're tra- we're already in Greece, but we're, we've traveled to Greece to play Pauk on Tuesday. All right, so I'm gonna take a look at Pauk's eleven here in this game. And do you believe? Because you've seen them before, were there any changes in the Pauk eleven in this match versus a, a normal? Any obvious changes? So I don't really expect anything crazy here. Um, 
the front three I expect to be the same. Gioli, he's an 18-year-old. He's very, very good. He's an up-and-comer. I expect him to be in the national team in the next couple of years. Dimitri Pelkas, he's the number 10. He's the creator for Bauk. Um, Akpom, very interesting player. He's always been a hit-or-miss guy. Um, now, they did sign a Polish dude. Oh, I forgot his name. Biderski, something like that. Um, they do like him, but I wouldn't expect him to start now in the midfield. I Swede do expect Carol Swiedeski. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. Yep. Um, in the midfield, I do expect it to be the same with El Kaduri and Schwab. And um, they, they like to play five at the back. They, I think they consider it a 3-4-3. Three, three, but Yeah, reality, on paper, but it turns game. into the wingbacks drop, right? Yeah, especially with Ganuli. Ganuli is definitely the superstar of the team. He is the left back, left wing back, whatever you guys want to call sure. him. Yep. He has a bunch of big teams knocking on the door. Now, I don't know if uh, Bisawar is going to be playing. I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked to see him not play. Um, who else were we looking at here? Um, oh, the subs- there's an interesting su- substitution that obviously. Zivkovic. Yeah, Zivkovic was signed last week. Andrea Zivkovic from us. On a free, we finally were able to to get rid of that contract. That's like he's a player the club had been trying to release for two seasons, and the man, so, to his credit, would not go for anything other than the money that was owed to him. And I, I respect that actually, but um, we finally agreed to terms on a release this off season, and he pops up at our our Champions League playoff, you know, our uh, qualification opponent a week before the match, and he got in. I see here he went in in the seventy sixth minute. And uh, player you mentioned, Carol Swiderski, went in in the 79th. You had Jose Angel Crespo, a defender, coming on, as is Leo Jabba. So four substitutions were made by Abel Ferreira, the, the manager, who I also am fairly familiar with, and we had plenty of trouble with him when he was the Braga manager. Um, so I'm expecting a tough match, to be honest. It's a one-game, winner-take-all. There's no second leg, and it's on the road. and Fortunately for us, there's no fans because, as you explained, the atmosphere in Greece is, is very difficult to play against. Everyone who's had to go do play there has admitted that. Um, so at least it's a little bit evened out by the fact that there won't be fans in the stadium. But it's a one game. This thing could go to penalty kicks, and, he, and there's six, you know, 16 million flat out to begin with um, on the line here for a spot. Not even in the Champions League yet. There's still another round to go. Krasnodar is waiting for the winner. Yeah, I mean, I really think that Krasnodar, uh, they're not very good. I would expect the winner of this game to move through without mm-hmm. a problem. Now, Benfica on the sportsbook side, Benfica currently sitting at minus 137 mm-hmm. on the money line. So not even to advance. To advance, it's about minus 180 right now. Um, honestly, I do think that you guys have way more talent. and I would not expect this game to really be close. I think Benfica is going to dominate this game. Um, just watching the way Balk play, Balk is not a very good team. They don't have as much talent as they used to. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the formation that they're going to play. I think that Benfica is going to be able to expose them a good amount. Um, again, it's kind of a – I watched a good amount of this game against Larissa, and there was just no creativity outside of Gioli, who was creating. Akbam, not a great striker. Uh, Belgas, he struggles to finish it, um, struggles to finish in front of goal. He's more of a game manager, you know, um, play in the middle of the field type guy. 
So they're playing him on the right wing right now. I just don't like that. I don't think that it fits. It doesn't really suit his game. So, I mean, I really do think that Benfica is going to roll in this matchup. I really wouldn't want to too much. Okay, how how are Pauk going to – where are they going to look to get their goal? Are, is, are they going to focus on set pieces? Are they going to sit in deep and try to counter, you think? Or you think they're going to come out and try to attack? So, Pauk's a really interesting team. They don't – they're not very good on set pieces. They don't have the big, strong center back that, you know, Chris is usually known for. They're a little bit of a different team. They do like to press up. They do like to do that early on in the game. They try like um, – they're not going to sit back. They're going to come at you. They're going to fight, scratch, claw. They're going to do everything possible. They're going to play a little dirty at times. Um, this is a very un-Greek-like team. Mm-hmm. Normally, the Greek teams, they like to sit back. They stay organized. Balk is one of the few teams in Greece that isn't scared to push forward, mm-hmm. that isn't scared to, you know, create problems in that in that sense. All right. So it should be an interesting match. It's uh, the team sheet was – was well, not the team sheet, but the, the list of players traveling was released. Andreas Samaris left off the team. He did not even travel. Um, to me, that's a mistake. I mean, again, I, I blasted um, – I blasted Simeone for leaving Jean Felix on the bench in the Champions League in his home country. Did the same thing in regard to to Pep leaving Bernardo Silva on the bench. I think when you go to a player's home country for a game like this, something special is, is could happen. I would have left him in the team, honestly. I know he's not a he's not a first choice player anymore, but to me, he's still uh, one of the main leaders in the team, and he's one of the key personalities. And. He, I'm a little a little sad about that to be honest and um I would have used him because one you have a set of ears that can hear what's going on on the other on the other sideline and yeah I tend to I tend yeah. to agree with you but in reality there's just not that many Greeks anymore Okay okay that's fair fair enough <laughs> um but I think if Benfica play the way they, they have in the friendlies, now this is the first real game. I think Pauk has an advantage having played a real match already in that sense. And hopefully, I don't know where, where George Zuz is going to go with his lineup. I, I have the feeling Seferovic is going to be the starting striker. And if he's going to, I don't know if he's going to be partnered with, with, with our new signing, uh, Darwin, Darwin Nunez, or if he's going to be partnered with, with Luca Waldschmidt. Or if they're gonna put an Adelta Rapt or a Rafa up there with them, it'd likely be Rafa. But how about the youth academy kid? He's on the B team. He played yesterday in the B team. Oh man! Yeah, he he. Uh, once they signed Darwin, the the youth player went back to the B team. Oh uh, man! But oh, what's his name? His name is Gonzalo Ramos. There he is. That's what. Yeah, I'm he had two about. goals yesterday in the B team. So. Oh. So for now he, he yeah. Go for it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Gonzalo's coming to us. Which Gonzalo one? Iguain coming uh-huh. to Inter Miami. Oh, that's the us you were talking about? <laughs> he is going to fit in great in the MLS. What a player. What a signing. MLS, just excellent stuff. You know, <laughs> just, oh, man. I'm Guys, for those of you that, that don't know, I was up yesterday at 4 a.m. breaking down football, so I am a little bit too tired right now to go on my usual Iguain rant. You were oh, up at 4 o'clock. That was this morning, Leo. I am very happy. 
Oh my God, it was this morning. <laughs> All right. What's okay? Give me a prediction, okay, for for Benfica and Pauk, just for the listeners. Yeah, I think I think Benfica dominates this game. I mean, I don't. I really don't give Pauk a chance to score. Uh, Vlaco Dimo dominates Pauk uh, when he was with us at Panathinaikos. He dominated uh, Pauk. Not a very strong team this year. Honestly, I am expecting them to finish fourth. I think Ike's much better. I think Panathinaikos. If we could actually figure out how not to play like idiots, we'll finish third, and I think Bob finished fourth. Um, All right. But, yeah, I'm looking at a 3-0 three, three final. I think Benfica just dominate. I think that this is going to be a massacre. Um, it's going to kill Bob that they're not allowed to have any of the fans out there. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a real equalizer. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, that was the dagger for them. It, it's over. <laughs> So there you have it from a Greek football fan, a neutral in this in this contest. He is not a Pauk fan, so he's a neutral, and I think he gave a very objective uh, opinion. I'm a little more concerned, a little less relaxed about it than he is, um, given the, we are Befica and we all know our history and and um, there's a lot of pressure to get into this Champions League, and it's even it's multiplied when you only when you don't have a home leg to come back to. But um, I also believe Benfica will will see it through. Uh, I think it could be nervy. I think it could be very, very uh, stressful for us. I think that this Pauk team is capable of putting us under a lot of, of stress. And I think they have they have a manager who knows us, even though we do have JJ back. But we haven't had an official match yet. Things have been going a little too easy for my liking in the preseason. I would have liked to see a few stiffer tests. But... We'll find out on Tuesday. Now, the match is being televised in Portugal on TVI. And I it remains to be seen for those of us abroad if um, the stream will be blocked. I know um, if you go to if you if you Google for TVI um, live stream, it's available for free courtesy of I believe it's called IOL, I think is the name of the the service that streams TVI um streams it for free on the web i have a feeling that that stream will be taken down for international broadcast reasons although nobody has this round um in the united nobody has a u.s or at least a u.s uh broadcast license for this round so maybe it won't be taken down not sure about canada australia south africa germany england or uh, or anywhere else in the english-speaking world but um as far as here in the united states i know that the this round is not covered under the tv contract so it's possible that the stream will be allowed to 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 play during the match but if not do not fear because the match will be available in its entirety Later on tomorrow evening on BTV. All right, and if you set your DVRs, I think it's according to the the guide. It looks set to to play at 6:30 p.m. here in the East Coast of the United States, 3:30 West Coast, which is about 12:30 a.m. Portuguese time. Um, keep an eye to it. They they don't always start these things on time. Sometimes they're late, sometimes they're early. So keep an eye to it, but I the, the match will be available later in the day if you don't get a chance to catch it on TVI or on some other means if you have another broadcaster that may or may not show it. 
All right, that does it for this this little bonus segment. Thank you for joining me. Don't forget, I've got the season finale of Mr. Benfica Season 2 coming your way. I'm working on it right now. It's part two of the 1989-90 season, the return of Sven Joran Eriksson. And it will be followed with a watch-along of the 1990 Euro, uh, UEFA European Cup, now known as the Champions League Final between Benfica and Milan. And at the end of the watch-along, I will be debuting. This could be exciting. I will be debuting a new theme song for the show. Yep, I've got a new track to open and close the show. I'm looking forward to, to uh, debuting that. I've worked with a musician on it who is also a Benfica fan, which is the, the exciting part, as we've had a contribution made from a fan, and that is always awesome. And I hope you guys are going to like it. I can't wait to debut it for you at the end of that watch-along, which will be episode 84. Um, those two episodes should drop in the next before the before Benfica kick off. My goal is to have them out, released before Benfica kick off in this uh, UEFA Champions League qualifier on Tuesday. And then be on the lookout on the channel for Thursday slash Friday for the season three premiere. There's no break for Mr. Benfica. We're going from one season right into the other, and we're going to cover this match thoroughly. All right. Thank you for joining me for this for this special presentation, and I look forward to talking to you again very soon. This is the Mr. Mike Augustine, you signing off, and don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Benfica Mr. On Instagram at Mr. Benfica. On Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Mr. Benfica. And any day now, any day now, I should have for you the new www.mrbenfica.com. It's coming along, I promise. Um, we're putting a lot of, uh, of requests on the programmer. So hopefully... Um, It'll be done very soon for you. Thank you, and I'll talk to you later in the week.